1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've been talking about how to share your faith the past few weeks. And this week, yes, we will. I promise we will get to those 20 tough questions, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them uh, that we need to know how to answer. So let's pray and then we'll get started. Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, we love you and praise you and worship you and magnify you. And Lord, this is the day that you've made. We're rejoicing and we're glad in it. And so, Lord, we pray that you will anoint this time that we have together so that it will be for your kingdom, that we'll learn how to better share our faith and we will tried to share our faith we will be more intentional about sharing our faith what a blessing so lord we thank you we praise you we honor you in the name of yeshua amen and amen all right so as most of you know uh, we'd love for you to call Karen at 813 831 5673 if you would like any information, including our fall feast calendar. And uh, I just wanted to mention to you also that uh, you can email me at rabbi at org. So we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to get our calendar. We'd love for you to bring your Jewish friends to our services. And you know, I also am asking you to download the TLV app, the Tree of Life version of the Bible. But besides that, you get uh, all sorts of blessings and uh, that uh, are in the app for for services. If you'd like to know those blessings, both in Hebrew and English, you also will uh, get all sorts of information on evangelism, how to share with Jewish people. So it's exciting. And I'd really like you to get that. So download that today. Also, as you know, if you've been listening to this program. We have approximately 25 people out of our congregation each week that we are going to share our faith. We've gone to malls, we've gone to armature works, we've gone to different places, Ybor City. And so we take two hours of or three hours of our time, one Time a week, and we can go out intentionally two by two and share our faith. If you want to join that group, uh, we will be happy to have you join us. Uh, give me a call or email me. Love to have you involved in that. So, last week. I talked about uh, the key requirement in sharing. I reviewed that, which is building trust through asking questions. Remember? That's number one. And then, secondly, we talked. About uh, really getting uh, permission, in a sense, to have a conversation about God. And we talked about God questions, like, do you believe in God? Do you believe in the Bible? And then we tried to connect uh, a relevant topic uh, with them about God. Uh, we asked about Jewish traditions. We discussed the fact uh, of what Jewish people are usually interested in, and also what you shouldn't talk to them about, which are political issues that would define left and right, because they are probably going to be very much on the left. We use scripture to explain our uh, ideas rather than, uh, but that coming out of questions and thoughts rather than arguments. And so if you didn't hear any of that, please go to last week's Teaching. Uh, then we talked about something I'd like to spend a little time reviewing today, which is the feel felt found system. I think it's crucial in actually any kind of discussion, whether you're sharing your faith or in anything, because people want to be heard. If if I'm ignoring you, you are irritated at me. I can guarantee it. So feel felt found. Somebody tells you something that you disagree with. I understand how you feel. All right. So that is very important. Then you say in some fashion, many people agree with you and have felt similar to you felt the same way. Then you say, and they have found, and then you bring in a fact that it gives some authority to your way of thinking. We also talked about know the purpose of your discussion. Don't get caught in landmines. So you have to learn to control the conversation. When somebody says, um, we talked about, well, I don't believe in God because of the Holocaust. You can't just stutter or you can't say, well, you know, good came out of it. Um, Well, that's great. But you have to first understand where they're coming from. So you say, I understand how you feel, but the Holocaust. Was the worst. And if I were talking about it, I'd say, yeah, my parents came out of the Holocaust. I certainly understand exactly what you're saying. But if your parents didn't, then you don't talk about that. But you just say, I've, I've, I've read so much on the Holocaust and I've seen the pictures. And it, it was a travesty beyond travesty. Words cannot even express how awful it was. So I totally agree with you. But do you think God should have made robots so that we would all do the good, right things? I don't think you want to judge God based on the evil intentions of people's hearts. So you give them things to think about, right? We then talked about not arguing, not taking offense, but rather find out what they believe and try and understand and then try and redirect the conversation again and I quoted to you first Corinthians 9 19 through 23 where we see that we should be doing anything so that people will get saved but I promised you 20 questions so question number one Which I guess I've alluded to a number of times already. There can't be a God. Why would he allow the Holocaust? Or you could say, why would God allow bad things to happen to good people? Or there's so many variations on that question. I think you have to find out what the heart is of that question and that person. So... If I could show you why it is reasonable to have God be God and him allow the Holocaust, would you be open to that discussion? Or are you closed and don't want to hear anything? That might be a question to ask before you answer. You know, I would say, would you have preferred that God made robots? But he gave us free will. Some people choose evil and some people choose good. So now here's where you redirect. Everything is a choice. You can believe that you or someone you know or someone you have read about has all the answers Or you can believe there's a God who supplies our instruction for living in a book called the Bible. Which do you think carries more authority? You, your friends, your family, or experts, or God and the Bible? At least that gives them something to think about. Okay? Okay, number two. The Bible wasn't written by God. It was just written by man. So what do you say? Okay, I'm going to give you 10 seconds of silence. What do you say to that person? Okay. If you didn't say yes, you are correct. Then you are going down the wrong road. in answering that. Because it's true. Man did write it. Okay, God didn't physically handwrite the Bible. So you say, yes, you're correct. We're not sure about how many men actually did write it, but approximately 40, we can't be exactly sure, over a period of 1,800 years. So men wrote it, but would you would you agree with the fact that either God dictated it or inspired it? And they'll probably say no. And so then you'll say, well, can you, can I tell you why I believe that? And they'll say, I guess so. Well, let's take it like this. If you and I went to a baseball game and you were sitting right next to me, and we watched the game. The game ended five nothing, and both of us had to write an article for The New York Times about the baseball game, and you chose to say that what an amazing game it was, because the pitcher was incredible. The hitters on the one team were as incredible, and it was a great game and And I write it was a lousy game. First of all, my team lost. Second of all, they didn't score anything and their pitching was terrible and the errors they made in the field. And so the both of those are printed in the newspaper and it sounds like a totally different game. Now, can you imagine over 1800 years, 40 different people writing a book that comes together into one book? And over the next 2000 years, people are trying to criticize it and tell you what's wrong with it. And it's still the most popular book ever written in the world. So what do you think about that? So there must be something special about this book. Not only that, are you familiar with the amazing prophecies in Scripture? The things that were foretold that have already come about? Maybe, would you like to read one of them? So you see how we're changing the discussion from what they're interested in into what we're interested in talking about without arguing In fact, with agreeing with them. So let's do question number three. You can't know what to believe because it's open to interpretation. You know, there's so many interpretations around what do you say to that person? Okay, I don't hear you. Did you say, yes, I agree? (laughs) That's what you say. Yes, I agree. I understand exactly how you feel. And that's why we need to study the Bible to understand it better. However, look how difficult it is, even when God gives us a few words, which are so easy to understand, and we still don't keep them. He says, what words are those? I said, they're called the Ten Commandments. Okay, let's try this. Um, Have you ever spoken the Lord's name in vain? How would you interpret that? (laughs) Do you understand it? (laughs) Okay. Have you kept the Sabbath day holy? (laughs) All right. I don't care how you keep it holy, but the answer to my question, have you kept it holy? All right. Have you honored your father and mother? Okay. hopefully you haven't murdered, so we'll pass by that one. Okay. but you should not commit adultery. And in fact, in the new covenant, it adds it makes it even more difficult. It says even in your mind, you shouldn't even think about doing it. You shouldn't steal. How many people can say they've never stolen? I carry around a pen. It's really cute because whenever I lend it out to somebody and they kind of hold it for a while, I say, please read the pen. It says, thou shalt not steal. And then there's a... um, a, a website that it goes to. Um, so generally, they give it back to me, and I still have it. I've had it now for a couple months. It's amazing. Um, so, or how about we should not covet? <laughs> Do you covet your neighbor's house or anything that they have? You know, that car, that, that new car that they have in your driveway, their driveway, and you have an old jalopy? Okay. So, my point is this that these are not open to interpretation. I think even first graders would understand the Ten Commandments, but do we keep them? And that is a good question that you're asking. So, even though I agree with you that the Bible's open to interpretation. Some things are not. And the question is, do you want to live your life by what the Bible says clearly? Or do you want to just throw out the baby with the bathwater? What would you prefer? How about question number four? Jewish person says, oh, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. I believe in one God You believe in three gods. And I say, oh, yes, I totally agree that there is only one God. In fact, in Deuteronomy 6, 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And we say that every week in synagogue, and you probably say it too and we are in total agreement however let me ask you are you familiar with hebrew because the last word in the hebrew of that verse which i just spoke hero israel the lord our god the lord is one is the word used in the bible is echad and echad is plural If it wanted to have a singular, it would have said Yahid. And there are many, many other locations in Scripture, in the Hebrew Scriptures, where it talks about God being plural, having a plural nature. And in fact, the word that we use for God all throughout Scripture, you're probably familiar with it, it's Elohim. Elohim is plural. So, Why are all these pluralities there? And I believe because as we see in Genesis 1 verse 2, where it talks about the spirit of God hovering over the earth. So right in the second verse, we see that there is a spirit of God and there is God. So those are two right there. And then in verse 126 of Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image. Well, our again, plural. So we see all these pluralities and then we see places that we can talk about in scripture where it talks about the son of God. So even though I agree with you that God is one, he shows himself In three distinct ways. Okay. Number five. Jews don't use a mediator. We go right to God. And I would just say, I know that most Jewish people believe that, but is really, is that what the Bible says? Let me ask you, would you go by the Bible? Because the Bible doesn't seem to agree with that opinion. So where do you get your opinion from? And then I'll show you in the Bible what it says. Okay, so that's close to being argumentative. I get it. But, you know, uh, I'm trying to still give some questions and some choices here, because then we have to talk about the upcoming holy day called Yom Kippur where the blood of the goat was used for the atonement, but it was done only by the priest who made atonement for all the people of Israel. The high priest was the mediator for all of Israel throughout the Hebrew scriptures. And so we see that. Number six, this is a tough one. I'm spiritual in my own way. I don't need... Organized religion. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I have heard that from so many people. But and honestly, there are times I don't want to be around people either. So I I can understand what you're saying here. But I have found that being in a community of believers helps me be accountable to those things that I have promised God. In your spirituality, which you tell me you have, have you promised God anything? Are you speaking to God? Are you praying to God? So, again, do you see how I turn it around and ask? him a question or her a question about their relationship with God, then I would go into talking about the authority of God through the Bible, which I've done already, uh, because it's easy for man to deceive themselves. I'll say, so um, I'll I'll even use Christianity against uh, us in this discussion. I'll say, you know, even the most spiritual people have become deceived I can give you an example of one and I can go into the whole discussion about Martin Luther and what a great man of God he was and how he was so fantastic and yet at the end of his life he talked about killing Jewish people because they didn't accept Yeshua as Messiah so I can get on that same side and I say, but this is because everybody, you, I, all of us need accountability. And that's what congregations do. Love them or hate them, they keep us accountable. And if we're willing to stay there and be loyal, which I guess isn't that popular these days, or, you know, you can get into a whole host of things, but have fun with this and enjoy. There is no question that they can ask that you can't answer answer if you ask more questions and understand from what direction you should be coming to them at i can't believe that i'm at number six and our time is up how is that possible well i don't know exactly what we're going to do next week we we might get ready for the high holy days or we might try and answer more of these questions but come back next week okay download the tlv app uh for the Bible. Call us or email us for the calendar For the fall feast, because we want you to come visit with us. Call Karen at 813 831 5673. We have tickets that you can give Jewish people because they're used to paying for, to go to the High Holy Day service with tickets. And so we have tickets that say they're free of charge. Please come. We're going to be doing, we're online, we're doing a social media blitz. We just need your help to come around us as a community with our Jewish friends and bring them to our synagogue during these holy days, starting September 29th, we'd love for you to come. So uh, look us up on our new website, look us up on Facebook, look us up, and let me just say that the Lord needs to be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me as we close in prayer.
0: Lion of Judah, the God of Israel